the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The views and opinions expressed by Rob Black and his guests are not necessarily those of KDOW or its management owners or advertisers and should not be construed as legal tax or investment advice. Always consult with the appropriate advisor before making any investment or financial planning decision. Welcome, welcome, welcome. I'm Rob Black. Talking all things financial. Anything you want to talk about, we can talk about. I don't hear myself. I feel like I'm not on air. I'm going to start using curse words. <laughs> That'll get me on microphone fast. Stock market's moved up this week. Happy, happy, joy, joy. You remember Ren and Stimpy? I do. Happy, happy, joy, joy. What is it, man? I wonder if those have held up. What amazing doors they opened up, in my opinion, um, as far as cartoon programming went. It was like the first time we really saw... Yeah, maybe a little South Park at the same time, but I saw some potty mouth cartoons. Things change. Ten-year treasury is back at 2.99%. Woohoo! And the stock market's up this week. The economy is rocking and rolling. We saw some retail sales numbers that didn't look great. But when you saw the revision of last month's retail sales numbers, the two-month period works. We're two-thirds of the way done with a quarter. So things are good. Things are good. With the rising market rates, will it curb your enthusiasm? Larry David wants to know. Thus far, the stock market has exhibited a bullish bias. As interest rates rise... Okay, wait, wait. There's some people who believe, some economists who believe, that the Federal Reserve has caused every major recession in the United States for the last 100 years by raising interest rates. Economy's so good... Starts to create a little inflation. How do you curb inflation? You make money a little bit more expensive. You slow people down. When money's free and cheap, we're like, I'm going to get solar energy. I'm going to get a car. I'm going to get a new house. I'm going to get a new wife. Whoops. <laughs> you lose half of it there, but you get the idea. The leadership has flowed from some hopeful headlines on trade matters this week, where China's in a bear market. They're down 20%. They're struggling. They're hurting. These tariffs are hurting China. They're not hurting the United States much because we're kind of rocking and rolling, but we're raising interest rates. And then President Trump, with his dentures, says, China, we're not in China. What did really you say? An, an ominous. An ominous? What did you say, Mr. Trump? An ominous. Really an, an ominous. Getting old stinks. He's either drunk on medication or his dentures are slipping. Let's rule out drunk, because I think his brother died from alcohol and he doesn't drink, so he says. Um, the United States. <laughs> I'm, I'm going dentures. Or something's going on there. Oh, take care of your teeth, ladies and gentlemen. It's expensive. It may be cool to put dentures in a cup on your kitchen sink. It's not. You may think it's cool, but you don't have to brush your teeth. It's not fun. So... So leadership has flowed this week, back and forth, and again, a little bit of movement into China, a little bit of trade pressure being applied by the United States, saying, now is a good time to deal with them, because they're hurting. I don't like it. I don't think it's cool. Never take advantage of anyone or any country, but they're hurting. 
So a couple other things out there today. The retail sales number is positive. That has led to a good, healthy market environment. But again, the 10-year Treasury playing with 3%. And it's going to break through 3 by the end of the year. And it's going to hold above 3 by the end of the year. If the Federal Reserve raises rates two more times, which is expected, and then four more times next year. The adjustable rate mortgage that I have the on my home lock, I'm on my home equity line of credit, it's going to be more expensive next year as that you know prime number is moving higher. That stinks. So on a year-over-year basis, um, I like where we are. We are juiced by a tax stimulus right now, a tax cut. And we also have a president who's trying to get pe- people reelected in his party. And he's saying, I got this uh, another tax cut coming. I got this idea. And you're like, do tell, do tell. Juicy, juicy. Look how well the market's done since he said that. It's made millionaires out of people on corporate tax cuts. In one year, you've just seen the market be very, very strong. On tax cuts. You give us another tax cut and holy mackerel. Now, again, are we robbing from our kids' future to have fun now? We kind of are. And I kind of recognize that. So, um, not a lot of swath of, cor- not a big swath of corporate news out there. Adobe, if you live in the Bay Area, if you live in San Jose, you kind of want to see Adobe do well. Because you probably drive around the city on the cage and you look up and you see that sign that says Adobe. Um, they reported a better than expected fiscal third quarter results, but. Stock's not doing anything great right now, but you know what? It's been a great stock for the last three years. It's been a great stock for the last 10 years, and it's not named Apple. It's not named Microsoft. It's not named Google. It's not named Facebook. It's not named Netflix. There are other companies that can do well. Just throwing it out there for you, ladies and gentlemen, and children of all ages. Hurricane Florence has arrived, but please, from now on, refer to it as Hurricane Florence Henderson in honor of Ma Brady. Did any young man have a crush on her? Or were we more focused on Marsha? 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 I was a Jane guy. Cindy was too young for me. Jane was just right. You know that house recently sold? Kind of cool to say you live in the Brady Brunch house or kind of dorky. It's kind of like the hotels that put you in a tree house. And there's now hotels that take you underwater and you sleep underwater. That's kind of cool, right? But Hurricane Florence, you can now sleep underwater. <laughs> Thank you, Mother Nature. You don't have to pay for the right. Uh, it's causing massive floods. Floods are bad because they're typically not insured by most Americans. Even if you live in a flood zone or you don't live in a flood zone, most Americans go, nah, I'm going to skip on that one. It's like earthquake insurance. I tell people, insure what you can't afford to lose. If my house gets shaken down and knocks down right now, I kind of assume... The government's going to help me a little bit, maybe make me 60% whole, but not 100% whole. And that's fair. I don't have earthquake insurance. And, you know, the home itself to rebuild would be 400, 500,000 maybe. A couple of years ago, it was 300,000, but there's inflation. And then you get in the situation where your home burns down, your home gets shaken down, that there's not enough contractors in the state of California to rebuild all these things. And they will say things like, you know, Rob, it's going to cost you $400,000 to rebuild your home. If you want it done this year, it's going to be 555000 And you're like, are you gouging me? Yes, I am. And they'll tell you bold face with a lot of pride. And he goes, look, my wife's been wanting me to do her, our basement for years. I could do that one and save my marriage, save a lot of money in the divorce, or I could do yours. Fair enough, right? Supply and demand. Uh, I don't think there's any shame in teaching your kid how to do construction work at this point in time, because that... Look at how many houses burn down or get shaken down or, or flood away. 
800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Anything you want to talk about, we could talk about money, investing, and more. We could talk about concepts like life insurance and auto insurance and reviewing your homeowner's insurance. Every time there's a major flood or something like that, and I woke up this morning at 3, and I was watching the hurricane. I'm now the old person who watches the Weather Channel because I want to see when the eye sets down. I don't know why. I think what it is, I want to see someone from the Weather Channel blown away. Like, the wind just takes them off to see and we never see them again. Sam Champion's been blown out to the ocean. And I saw it live. I was there. Hurricane Florence crashes ashore, packing 90-mile-per-hour winds. Dozens rescued in North Carolina. I personally think if there's a mandatory evacuation, you don't go. We don't rescue you. At least for a day. I know you're saying, that's not very nice, Rob. Got to draw a line somewhere, right? I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. Ten-year treasury yield plays with 3%. That's a big psychological number for a lot of people, because cheap money helps stock markets move higher. Big event coming up in Los Gatos at the Toll House Hotel, Thursday, September 20th. Sign up at robblackshow.com. Want the podcast with music? Find the link to the other version of the podcast by going to Rob Black's Twitter. His handle is at Rob Black Show. Listen to Rob Black and Your Money weekday mornings, 7 to 9 on AM 1220 KDOW. The Mega Millions jackpot has swollen to $227 million. The big story is what would you do with it? I can tell you. Call me. Make me your best friend. On LinkedIn... My job description is best friend. I'll procure gummy, marijuana gummies for you. I'll play the bongos with you. I look good shirtless. All right, all right, all right. Oh, no, that's Matthew McConaughey's uh, job description. Well, you get the idea. If you, win the, uh, if you win the money, give me a call. Tony Mendez is here from BayAreaLoanSource.com. He'll be at the big seminar coming up September 20th. Thank you. Thank in you. Los Gatos at the Toll House Hotel, the only hotel in America made out of cookies. 6.30 to 8.30. We have to get there early because that is oh kind my, of a tricky my, place my. to get to. Yeah, it's a beautiful town if you do oh, get God, early. Yeah, yeah, beautiful town. Nice little Apple store, things like that. What number are you on? Three. Next time when you sit down on a radio show, put the headphones on first, maybe during the commercials. Thank you, Tony. You're welcome. It's Tony Mendez, Bay Area, LoanSource.com. Why does anyone ever turn down the volume on the headphones? Like, why do we always have to do this with you? I I can't answer that. Why? Because <laughs> I'm usually sitting in that chair. Fair enough. You're not going to get in my chair. Um, so real estate, one of the things you and I talked about yesterday was the Federal Reserve raising interest rates, and that's going to hit my home equity line of credit. I picked up a home equity line of credit. Uh, you were like, what's your rate? And I'm like, eh, it's pretty good. And it's like, it's about to become pretty good plus 50 basis points or 75 basis points because it resets every year. And last year, rates have gone up. Every month. Every every month. That's humbling. Yeah, it's pure adjustable. And yeah, you if you have an equity line, you should be watching the Treasury. You should be watching the prime rate, just watching the Fed and what they're doing um, and kind of build that in as a kind of worst case scenario. Uh, we've been getting a lot more calls about... Uh, Do you remember the people a couple years ago? And you've probably done loans for them where they'd get a three-year, five-year, seven-year adjustable. And now it's starting to come up, and they're going to be in for a little bit of a shock. It's not going to be as cheap of a mortgage payment anymore. 2017, 16, 17, and 18 were the biggest years for recasting for the people who got 
like a five-year, ten-year, seven-year loan back in you know 2005 to 2010, and uh, suppose and that also uh, includes equity lines where the recast was after ten years. So a lot of things kind of hit in 2018. Yet, which is, I find very interesting, is people are going right back to their old habits and going into these equity lines. They're heavily pushed. Um, they're easy to get. They're cheap to get, and they. <laughs> You know, they go up to two hundred, five hundred thousand dollars. So people are there's an appeal to these because everybody has these really low fixed rate first mortgages, and they go, "Oh, I can just get this equity line. I don't have to touch my first. Um, I think people make a mistake by not looking at both sides. Um, but that advertising out there, Rob. I mean, you, you can go to bankrates.com right now and and see these starting rates for or maybe like an intro period for eighteen months at a low rate below what you even have now on your first rate and or your first loan. And it's extremely attractive. And they go, oh, you can pay interest only on it, too. When President Trump lashed out at Google recently, calling it rigged to show negative stories about him, um, it kind of brought up a lot of questions about Google. Great googly moogly. And Google just came out with a chart, which I find fascinating, of when Americans search Google for mortgage rates over the past 14 years, it's typically on days kind of like this. Or, you know, the Fed cuts interest rates or the Fed launches quantitative easing um, or the interest rates hit above 3%. It's interesting that Americans kind of see have fascination, fascination with mortgage rates. Yep. Uh, and, and that's the world I live in. Uh, unfortunately, we do get a lot of people calling and what's your rate today? What did rates do? And, and people want to shop rates, too, which I think is a mistake. Well, in a way, it is, but you also might be that person who has a went and bought a house, and they your mortgage guy said, "Well, you know, get the higher interest rate so you have lower costs. That'll help your pocket now, and it also gives you an opportunity to kind of watch rates and maybe refinance. Meanwhile, you've saved money on the purchase. And there's a lot of people like that who did those lower cost loans. I'm sorry, uh, yeah, lower cost loans took a slightly higher rate and have been waiting. They're kind of just sitting there seeing when it will make sense. A lot of people too uh, have mortgage insurance. They like, when when will it make sense to get rid of mortgage insurance? Um, we need lower rates. So when they see rates going up, it's like, um, is my opportunity over? Should I get a second job? Um, there's also a fascination about uh, paying off your house early and when interest rates go higher, it becomes a little bit harder. Should I have gotten that 15 year or that 20 year loan to help that. Um, but those people in those arms are, you know, one of the biggest mistakes people make in my opinion, as far as mortgages go. And this is something I can tell you about me and Chad Burton, Chad Burton, certified financial planner. He'll be at the big event on the 20th, um, in Los Gatos is when you get a certain amount of equity, it is okay to take, to sell it through a home equity line of credit and use that money to put it elsewhere. One of the biggest mistakes people make is like, they'll go out and like, just think they can only put cash down on another piece of property. When you can actually use some of your equity kind of as a loan versus selling an asset uh, or giving the cash asset away. Uh, when I did that home equity line of credit, I, I kept a large amount of cash to keep my cash flow you know, in, in, in the clear. T- mortgages are tools, and smart people don't sell assets or give assets from their side of the balance sheet to the other side. Um, so when you give up your cash, it doesn't come back to you, per se. But if you do a home equity line of credit and you get the rate, good rate, you feel comfortable with it, you can service it, you still have the property, and you also got access to cash from inside that property. Um, yeah, and it's it's also a good source of emergency money. Okay. Um, we, we talk about that all the time. Uh, we don't bash equity lines uh, as often as you might think. Uh, I, I bash equity lines when you go out and buy a car with it. Sure, or you just use it to go to Hawaii yeah. or, um, you know. Um, but 
Equity lines have a couple issues that a lot of people don't know is when you do want to pay them off, you do have, uh, it's considered a cash out, cash out loan. So your rate could be a little bit higher if you do eventually consolidate your two loans. And uh, from what I understand, you cannot write off the interest anymore. So there's some things that you have to really consider when you get these two kinds of loans. A lot of people end up running up debt. It's like a credit card. And they make it really, they, they even give you, um, there's equity lines now, they give you a debit card. Do they? Yeah, you can just go and use a debit card and it goes right to your equity line. Um, uh, I actually have a, ran across an article where it was the seven solutions to uh, for struggling homeowners to make their mortgage payment. And one of those strategies is to get an equity line. I thought that's absolutely ridiculous. But what you do is you get an equity line and then you take the money from there to help you pay the mortgages now two mortgages, but you're running yourself into more debt. So, but that's kind of like a short term fix. Um, but the same way that somebody gets into credit card debt or they need quick money, they run that equity line up and it becomes a really kind of a, a cycle that people get into. Uh, I, I consider equity lines kind of like uh, what you would do if you had bad credit and were buying, you know, what they call like subprime car loans. It keeps you in that cycle. You have to be really careful. You have to be very careful. It's a tool. It's a tool, but and it can be misused like a hammer, but you could also break a toe. I don't know what the hell you just said, but it sounds good. It's like a hammer. You could break a toe. You can find me online at Rob Black Show. You can find Tony at BayAreaLoanSource.com. He runs a lot of scenarios for people. He helps them make decisions. Um, and like a home equity line of credit for paying for college versus using your cash. There's some, there's some interesting angles there, for sure. Catch Rob Black and Rob Black and Your Money live on the Bay Area Airwaves. Weekday mornings from 7 to 9 on AM 1220 KDOW. And streaming live on the KDOW radio app or KDOW.biz. And don't forget the weeknight replay at 7. Who is this? Mr. Wives. Mr. Wives? Huh. I don't know this one. There's a lot of singers who sound like this. I was like, is it Bjorn? Is it... Who was that crazy nutty girl who did um, Life on Mars? Uh, Aurora. Aurora. It does sound a little like Aurora, right? Yeah. Aurora had, and Mike's talking to me, and I don't know if he's talking to Mike, but he said, yeah. Aurora had one of the greatest Howard Stern interviews of all time. He got fascinated with that song. And uh, in it, she's like, I like to eat moths. And you're like, what? did she just say she likes to eat moths? Yes, and then sometimes I spit them on the people in the audience. And they freak out. She's stunningly strange. But what a voice. Anyhow, and anyway, I'm totally digressing. Tony Mendez, Bay Area Source.com. That's Aurora. And the Life on Mars remake, I think it's one of the best ever. Of a David Bowie song. And it's also one of my favorite David Bowie songs. You think we'll ever be doing mortgages on Mars? Mm, no, I don't think we'll live on Mars. Okay. You, you don't want to know my opinion about going to Mars. Please tell me your opinion. Okay. <laughs> if you're going to do hammers Hammer. and mortgages, please tell me something on Mars. Um, I think it's a waste. Okay. And well, I, think, I think civilization ends if we don't. I think it's too early. I think there's too many problems on Earth. We should pay attention to them until we figure out how to. You know, you wouldn't have a digital inter- watch if we didn't go to the moon. We wouldn't have computers. If Fine, we didn't let's go to, go to the moon. But why use our natural resources to go somewhere else when we don't need to do it yet? 
I want to put advertising on the moon. I want to why, exploit why everything. subsidizing could... solar energy instead to help the people here on our planet as opposed to, and, and reduce our, you know, our footprint. Dude, I own oil. Don't talk anything about subsidizing. <laughs> do not talk anything about subsidizing energy. Do you still have a list of evil stocks? Um, I don't think I do. Did I used to have a list of evil used to, stocks? You used to talk about evil stocks. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Sin stocks and stuff like that. Sin but, stocks. Sorry. Oh, no, no. It's okay. So Hurricane Florence is, is coming crashing down. And I think you, the Weather Channel ratings have to be spiking. We get fascinated with it. When <clears throat> interest rates move higher or lower, people get fascinated. Uh, you used to work with a guy who said, I do no business when mortgage rates stay the same. But when they start moving up or down. Up or down, yeah. Um, just p- people pound you in business. And they're starting to move up. Yeah, and it, I mean, it creates a little bit of tension, a little bit of fear. Okay. And some anxiety for a, for people who either haven't refinanced or had bad credit and they couldn't do it, or people, especially people who are buying. Um, it's a big concern now that we have higher home prices that are peaking everywhere, and then you have higher interest rates, and that means that that house isn't just a million dollars, it's a million one hundred now because my payment is equaling that compared to what it was a year ago. So... It, it does create a little bit of anxiety. I mean, you have an equity line and you're watching the 10 year yield go up and you're thinking about the, you're watching the prime rate go up as the fed continues to, um, you know, try to mitigate their inflation concerns and that's going to go up and it creates some anxiety and people, well, you know, it, it, I don't want to say it's the signs of the time, but it, it really is. I'm with you. Um, <clears throat> There's a lot of stories now in the news that mortgage rates are safer, but they're tougher to come by. Um, and I'm, you know, when I'm going through my Yahoo Finance and the, you know, market watches and Bloomberg's, when I do see stories on mortgages, I'm, I'm captivated by them because, you know, they're a lot tied towards millennials, what they're doing, what they're not doing. Uh, would you agree that's a true statement that mortgages are safer, but tougher to come by? Because if they're safer, that implies that our economy probably won't run into a 2006, 2008 situation where there's... Too many loans being given to too many people. Who owns the collateral of the loans when they're being packaged and repackaged and sold to different companies? Right. It seems like everything's collateralized a little bit better now. It is. And it started with the guidelines. Um, we have a better product to sell on the um, um, the behind-the-scenes market. Uh, the, the, the securities are, you know, have a certain risk tied to them. Let's say your credit score your equity, your 30-year fixed, and that gets packaged and, and, and sold. And those guidelines have created a better um, product for people to buy. And which is interesting is that we should see interest rates go down when the product gets better, right? Right. Tri- AAA means you get lower rates, but you have better security. So we have this better securitized product, yet interest rates are rising a little bit. So the margins actually grew. A lot of people don't know this, but the margins for Profit grew significantly because lenders were basing their risk level off of past performance. So they increased their margins to, you know, compensate for that risk. And they're making hand over fist. There was a, an article out there that uh, a couple of years ago when we start first started seeing the interest rates rise about how much margin. The margin is actually larger today with and their base rates were cheaper. So. Um, not sure there's a point to this, but uh, interest rates are looking to go up a little bit, and that anxiety does hit the populace. It's all good stuff, and um, <clears throat> again, I'm fascinated by how the financial crises play out. But <clears throat> one of the areas that uh, you know in mortgages that we don't talk enough about is rural America. They're not seeing the price appreciation that coastal cities are, and um, 
I think a lot of people, you know, we, we kind of get lost in it in the Bay Area. We're like, woo, look how much money my house is worth. Woo, it went up again. Woo. But for most of America, it's just plain boring real estate. So in a rural America in particular, you know, I got that second home and um, I don't expect it to ever go up in value. I expect it to be enjoyed. I expect it to be a bad value, a bad uh, cash flow investment. But it's all about the experiences. It's like buying a boat. So do you ever do financing for boats? No. How about houseboats? No. Okay. How about the love boat? <laughs> How about Bodie make boat face? Um, there's kind of, there's specialized financing for pretty much anything. And we don't touch that. Did you watch love boat growing up? Exciting I did. Who was your favorite character? Think about it before you say it. Isaac. Oh, you liked Isaac because he was cool. Yeah, he was cool. So you'll be coming to the seminar um, Thursday, September 20th from 630 to 830 to Toll House Hotel in Los Gatos. People can bring questions to you about real estate, bring questions to you about mortgages. Um, what's the big question people are asking right now? Um, it's kind of getting beat down a little bit, and that's the how do I get cash out of my house to do some sort of renovation or uh, remodel? Um, and, and you kind of flip back and forth between an equity line or, or cash out, but mostly it's, it's uh, purchase driven market yeah. right now. Uh, a lot of people are looking like what's my maximum qualifying amount I can buy. It's a pretty easy formula. You figure it out a loan amount and then you add your down payment to that and that's your purchase price. But um we're getting a lot of that. Uh, a lot of people are concerned about low down payment programs and whether or not, um, you know, that's the, the best strategy because, you know, you have a higher payment when you borrow more, but you're also saving a little bit of cash. So um, we, we get a lot of tax questions as well. Um, we're working with a client right now who's getting divorced and he's buying out his ex out of the house and he's having trouble qualifying. Should he get a cosign or should he allow his ex to cosign for the loan, she stays on the loan, moves out of the house, but she gets the cash. Is that a good trade-off? Um, that's a really interesting scenario because a lot of people don't know what they get into when they do a cosign. I don't know if you've ever cosigned for anybody, Rob, but that person could make a late payment, yeah. and it affects your credit score. I, I did it for Amy Jackson. <laughs> Poor Amy. I had a major crush on her, and she wrecked her car, and she was dating someone else. I was like, I'll cosign for you because her parents wanted to do it. The guy wanted to do it. Much. And um, it was a disaster. Well, she didn't miss any payments, but I should never have done it. My my dad co-signed for my brother, my twin brother, and uh, he made a late payment. And that was the only credit ding my dad had. Really? Yeah. I know your this dad. Was many, many years ago. I bet your dad was pretty angry. Oh, he was. For a guy serious. who doesn't get angry. He was, yeah, it was it was a different level, different different dad at that time. But um, he's chilled out quite a bit since then. So Goldman Sachs is diving into the home loan business. What's going on? So, ah, <clears throat> uh, got it. <clears throat> so Goldman Sachs is diving into the um, uh, loan business and the consumer loans, and there's fintech companies, financial tech companies, and Rocket Mortgage is a great example of that. I would never use Rocket Mortgage because it's owned by the guy, uh, Danny Cle- Gilbert. Cleveland, right? Cleveland Cavaliers yeah. guy. Who, who's buying basically all of Detroit right now. This guy makes tons of money. You think Bezos makes money? This guy makes money from his businesses like like a money rake. Um, patent pending. It's a little broker rise for taking action on their sex mission. But um, it just seems to be weird. Now, Goldman Sachs, they said something pretty smart. They said, if you want to get a loan, a mortgage, we will lower your rate if your credit score improves. I kind of like that. Yeah, it's it's kind of like 21st century. Um, f- believe it or not, Fannie Mae has... Uh 
a product called a, it's called a one-time recast. Okay. You, let's say that you, Oh yeah. Yeah. yeah it's a one-time recast. Um, and that'll, those types of modifications to loans will eventually make more sense. You know that there's not a lot of countries in, in the world that actually do fixed rate mortgages. Most of them do adjustable rate mortgages because that adjustable rate mortgage is tied towards how your economy is doing. If the economy is doing better, the rate goes up, but you're doing better. You're making more money. Um, but ultimately the rates are lower than the 30 year fix. So, um, one minute. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Were you done with your thoughts? You threw me off. This is the best radio show ever. We're going to send it straight to the Smithsonian. Go! Scratch that one. You can find Tony Mendez at BayAreaLoanSource.com. It's BayAreaLoanSource.com. First, his headphones don't work. Then his headphones are too close to the microphone, giving feedback. And then he just stops mid-sentence and forgets what he was talking about. But he does mortgages well. Trust me. <laughs> You can find him at BayAreaLoanSource.com. That's BayAreaLoanSource.com. You can meet him Thursday night, September 20th at the Toll House Hotel in Los Gatos, California. Um, I'm going to go over some stocks that I'm buying, some stocks I'm selling. I'm going to tell you one of the biggest financial mistakes I've ever seen someone make, and it's a family member. It's tied towards mortgages. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial. You can sign up for that event at Rob Black Show. It's Rob Black Show. Oh, Life on Mars. Great TV show. Don't forget, there's another hour of today's show to listen to. Find it now at kdow.biz or on the KDOW radio app. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. 800-516-1220 to get your calls in the air. This weekend, we're going to see if Jimmy Grappolo was a bad idea, or can he bounce back and and show some value with the San Francisco 49ers. What's interesting about it is um, that's a big investment. I wonder if you were to compare, you know, the investments the sports teams makes and players to the investments that you make. Um, a home is a big investment. A car is a big investment. A car depreciates. A home should keep some value, but it doesn't always keep value. Some cities that were once up and coming can quickly lose that, and some that are pri- uh, priced for perfection can lose that edge, too, with job losses. Right now in America, the unemployment rate is so low. The job openings are so high. There's a little bit of wage inflation. Median income is now 60000 plus which is okay for a household. Um, it's better than 55 and 52,000, which was where it was stagnating for years and years and years and years. Um, probably as good as it gets for buying conditions for home prices to go up, in my opinion. Higher interest rates should drag prices down or should, but not always. Yeah. Um, we are seeing places across the United States that are already experiencing a slowdown. Seattle. Right. Is one of them. Um, you hit a certain price point, you know, in, you have the wages plus, you know, the, the average home price and it peaks out at some point. Um, Bayer is a little bit unique, though, for those who can uh, can say they own a house here. They've seen a, a great appreciation because of the lack of inventory, a lack of choices for people to move. That's another big one. California has some pretty strict rules about building. So that's why you're seeing all the cranes. They're building the condos. They're a lot of people consider it inner city revitalization, um, urban revitalization, whatever you want to call it. But it's also limiting the supply of single family homes. That's why if you have a single family home, you've seen a lot of appreciation. You so, know what's interesting about that? I'm coming into Fremont this morning. Monday through Thursday, I'm in San Francisco doing the TV show and radio show. But Fridays, I come into Fremont. And today, I was coming in. And the houses on Stevenson are but ugly. <laughs> They are the ugliest houses. I'm like, man, the East Whoa. Coast has some nice homes. Yeah. And these homes are $1 to $2 million each. And they're just one-level ranchers. And they're but 
ugly. Ah. I spent a little bit more time off the main street, like Stevenson and, and into the neighborhoods. And, yeah. and Fremont's got some very nice neighborhoods. Fremont's one of the um, it's got biggest diversity. booming. T- yeah, it's got a lot of diversity. It's got, especially, you know, with the topography and the different kind of neighborhoods. And um, it, it, what it lost, though, and starting about two years ago, maybe three years ago, was the, the affordable price range for a lot of people. And we're seeing that all over um, the East Bay where in uh, Fremont didn't have a, a, you know, those really bad neighborhoods. So it, it, people flocked here looking for the good schools and the good and the, and the homes and the good neighborhoods. And uh, it lost that. And it's a little bit more expensive than people think. I'm we used to be able to go 600,000 here in Fremont. And now you have to get pre-approved for at least eight or 900 to even entry into this community, unless you're buying right on the street. It's interesting because I used to give speeches at the high school here. Called, I think it's called Kennedy. And it's the low-income students. And when I said diversity, I wasn't talking about uh, ethnicity. I was talking about income levels in the Bay Area. And they have to be being pushed out. Because everyone in, you know everyone at Google is going, where are we going to live? <clears throat> Do we buy a $2 million home in San Carlos or a $800,000 home in Fremont? And they'd rather buy... Most people would rather buy the $800,000 home, all things being equal, location, 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 taken out of the formula. Fremont's got a great... <sighs> Proximity to almost anything that you want. You can work in Oakland, you can work in San Francisco, you can work in the in the South Bay, and um, it's also got a lot of condos. Uh, a lot of people have held on the condos because the rents are so. You can get a really good rent on on that condo that you owe. You bought it for three hundred thousand. You have a great payment on it, so they aren't releasing these into the into the inventory. So we don't have a lot of choice that way. So you 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 end up focusing towards those single family properties. But yeah. Inventory is that, that one driving force right now behind our home prices. But um, if you go look at historically the interest rates, I think it's 13% of the time going back to 1971, the interest rates were below 5%. And we're still below 5%. So um, we are out of the norm. The average or historical average interest rate is about six and a quarter. Yeah. Um, but we saw a lot of times where they were eight, nine, ten. 18%, not that long ago, people alive that are listening, remember 18% interest rates somewhere in 1980s. And um, that does drive our affordability. And we're going to continue seeing that until interest rates go up. Is that part of inflation? Is that part of curbing inflation? Yeah, probably. Um, How is it going to affect inventory, um, home prices in a place like the Bay Area as opposed to a place like Sacramento? Sacramento is already slowing down right now. Um, we're seeing more inventory hitting the market. Days on the market is longer. Inventory, uh, months of inventory is increasing as well. So we're seeing a slow, but it's still increasing. Do you remember the song, I Don't Want to Play in Sun City? No. came out in like out of 80s or 90s in Sun City. I Don't Want to Play in Sun City. And it's about bands basically boycotting apartheid kind of thing. Sure. And um, I the song went, I, I, I Don't Want to Play in Sun City. And every time you say Sacramento, I go, I, 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 I don't want to live in Sacramento. <laughs> Just throwing that out at you. It's weird. I've got this association with the word Sacramento. I, I, I don't want to live in Sacramento. At least you stopped the Stockton talk. You, you have 30 seconds, though. So I'm sure you can fit one in. Oh, we got plenty of time. I'm just, we're just playing the song for enjoyment. Oh, okay. So now we got 30 seconds. <laughs> you want to fit a Stockton? I do want to mention. In? I do want to mention that even I have family members who are financially stupid. Um, I have someone that basically bought some real estate recently, just land. Got a good. Got a good deal on land. But sold a stock, which was her asset that paid her income, that also had growth components to it, paid the government taxes, the state government, federal taxes. And then she goes out and buys a piece of property, which isn't going to be developed for years and years and years and years. 
So it's just going to underperform inflation on the purchase price of cash that she gave to someone else, the bank, so to speak. It was a good deal. It was a good deal, but that's the only saving grace. When there's other ways to do it, if you learn about financing options, which you could do with Tony Mendez, com, like a margin loan or a home equity line of credit. Or a lot loan. There's a lot going there. Down the road, maybe a construction loan versus taking assets that you have and giving them to someone else. Anyhow and anyway, and they're all pretty low-cost loans, just so you know. You can find Tony at com. Come out to the seminar Thursday night, September 20th, Toll House Hotel in Los Gatos. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.